0: yo what's going on everybody it is 1 p.m here in chicago illinois that means it's time for another live stream today is august 19 2021 it is a thursday so it's happy hour hope you brought your recovery beverage of choice today what we're going to be trying out i got two new things from scratch i thought i might try them both but this on second thought i feel like this is going to be enough of a happy hour drink in and of itself it's new it's new to me i'm I'm not aware of it um before but it's from scratch labs sport super fuel drink mix it's got 400 calories per serving and the serving size is uh i think it's about 20 ounces for a like for a bottle but like in 20 ounces there's 400 calories 100 grams of carbs 400 milligrams of salt so i feel like This is a really interesting product, Um, a decent amount of salt, a lot of sugar in it. Uh, I think it's designed for people who don't like gels or prefer to take in um, everything by liquid. And so I'm thinking this could be something really useful for the bike. Not so much for running so much, unless in perhaps an ultra situation, if gels just aren't your thing um, and you like to eat kind of periodically, but don't want to be sucking down gels the whole time. You could just throw this in the pack have a bunch of it, and get in a bunch of calories that way. So we'll see how it goes. The instructions for drinking this are bizarre. We'll get into that in just a second. But first, I want to say hi to everyone listening on the podcast, on the audio-only version. Hope you guys are having a good run today. It is so hot and humid. I mean, I know there's other places that are more hot and more humid, but I am not a hot-weather runner. I'd rather run in, like, a beanie, like mittens, balaclava, like, sub-zero weather. I'd rather have that. Maybe not rather, but I I deal with that kind of weather better than I deal with this weather. This weather, I just melt and like the heart rate shoots up and I just feel tired. Um, So it's so unpleasant. Hopefully you guys in the podcast are having a better time out there than I did. Uh, And everyone listening on uh, and watching on YouTube after the fact, hopefully it's a part of your day where you can relax with a recovered beverage of your choice. So let's see who's here, who we got in the chat. And it says, hi Kapuzin everybody. Keep the shoe rotation videos coming. Maybe one explaining <laughs> why we need even more shoes to give an excuse when we have to get the next person past my wife. Um, Yeah, a lot. That was a frequent kind of uh, uh, recurring theme in the comments for today. So I'm glad you guys liked that video. I never kind of know how those are going to resonate because I mean, for everyone that's here, a lot of the people that are here are a lot of the regulars. I always want to welcome new people as well. But a lot of people that are here are regulars. And so like the videos for you guys, you know, you've probably already heard me talk about all this stuff, whether here or in other videos, but you know, I try to, you know, I'm trying to reach out to some new people, welcome some new people into the sport and like, let them know like, hey, this is what we do here. We obsess over the shoes. <laughs> so um, I'm glad you guys uh, are um, enjoying that. And you know, you know, maybe it could be a how to convince your partner you need more shoes. I think that and that might be a good one. That could be like a fun one, like later on in the year. I think that maybe we could do that. Uh, Ray Soler a happy jogger. Welcome back. Ray says, hello, Cohen, everyone. Super thanks for the shoe rotation video. Awesome. Yeah, I saw, I saw your shoe rotation, Ray. You've got quite a list of shoes. you got a collection going on. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle says, yo, what's going on? Speaking of more shoes, I'm becoming very tempted by the more Version 3 since my Bondi's keep blistering me. Where do they blister you, Kyle? Because I feel like the Bondi, like the toe box, it's a little bit snug. Like maybe they needed to make it a longer shoe or maybe they needed to make it a little bit wider, but the fit is a little bit too snug for a midsole that is as comfortable as that one is. That's kind of my take on that one cb76 says yo what's going on jc says howdy y'all Vincent veneers is back good to see you guys again mark chancoco is here says hello happy thursday and madridi guy's back says what's up brother what's going on madridi good to see you again um terrell Ford said he's tried this before and he says it loves it for cycling see i think that that makes a lot of like for cycling you know i don't know because i've only been on a couple of like i'll say long runs for for me 20 miles more than 20 miles i would consider a long ride I, i just said run i meant ride um, but I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to want to have gels. Um, or maybe I will, I don't know. Cycling shirts, you got those pockets in the back. I feel like they fit, it'd be nice for fitting gels and stuff or maybe eating food, like eating a bar or something. But I feel like they are on the bike, you know, you just, the water bottle is kind of like an iconic thing that goes with the bike, I think to me. So like, I'm really excited to try that out this weekend. Um, I'm going to get on the bike and try it, but after I try it for um the first time here kyle says that, that 100 grams of sugar is a lot of sugar yeah it is i mean i don't think most people are supposed to drink it at once i think you're supposed to sip on it over the course of an hour um we'll see if i get through an out through the whole thing in an hour here um but i did just get back from swimming like my hair is still wet from from the pool so like um i did like quickly eat a snack but i'm very thirsty so like you know body is uh wanting some of these sugars so all right so let's um let's get into it let's open this up so here here's the thing all right so one of the things it says on this is it it's a drink mix powered by cluster dextrin a highly branched complex carbohydrate delivering 400 calories that digest easily and steadily which kind of di- i mean i would think that a highly branched complex carbohydrate those words tell me that it's supposed to be more of a slow release but this says digest easily and, and steadily maybe those things go together but um, all right. Here is here's the instructions. So to use this, you start out with eight ounces of water. So I got an algine here. An algine with eight ounces of water. To eight ounces of water, you add seven scoops of this <laughs> stuff, and then you shake it. And then you add an additional eight to twelve ounces, and then shake it again. And for better mixing, let it sit for 15 minutes before you. So we better get to this so I could give it like 15 minutes to sit. I've never had a drink that has instructions like that. I'm guessing because it's like you're maybe getting to like the super saturation point where it just won't dissolve. Um, that's my theory on it. So let's get this bag open. And, oh, now it's time to fish out. Well, it's very granular, this powder here. Now where's the scoop? I don't know where the scoop is in here. I feel like there's no scoop. How do I find the scoop? Oh, it's deep. This scoop is deep down in here. It's buried, its contents settled during shipping. I'm using a pencil to try and fish it out. All right, I found the scoop. Alright, the scoop's not that big, so it's not, like, super crazy. Here's a scoop. So we'll do seven scoops of this stuff into the water bottle. Two. Sorry. I didn't want, you know, like, I thought about maybe doing this beforehand, because, like, me counting out seven scoops kind of seems really boring. But I felt like four. That emphasizes just how bizarre these instructions are. Five. six and seven so clearly this is like a single serving bag just kidding you get uh eight servings per container so yeah all right so i've got seven scoops in here and we'll give it a good shake and then we'll add the regular stuff Uh, All right, Martha says, who's on Martha? She says, regular Scratch, the lemon matcha with 25 milligrams of caffeine from the green tea is my go-to hydration, but not sure I need that version. (laughs) The the scoops always come buried. You know, I don't really have that problem. I usually, the scoops usually sit on top, but I guess I've had this for a little while. I've been like, kind of like parading the bag around and like looking at the information. So I've got it into like a slurry. It looks like a cornstarch slurry so far. Now I've got an additional 12 ounces of water that we'll add into this and then we'll let it sit what flavor is this lemon and lime smells good smells kind of like gatorade all right uh madridi guy says Bro, any idea how to avoid leg pain after a long run? I think it would depend on the leg pain. Um, But I mean, because if it's like leg soreness, one of the things that I would make sure you're doing is do a cool down. For me, that's usually just like the last mile is always a slow mile. Um, If you don't have that luxury, make sure that you're not like sitting down right away before your shower. Some people like to sit on the floor with their butt against the wall and stick your legs up in the air. So everything kind of drains as your body cools. So like figuring out a good cool down routine could be one of the things. I mean, the other natural thing could be like, you've been working hard and that might be it. And you just might be sore. So that could certainly be part of it, but I'm assuming that's not it. Um, And the other thing could be, you might just be dehydrated. So again, having something for your like post uh, run drink that has, I think has electrolytes and for me, a little bit of sugar tends to help. So usually people are pretty good about eating sugars after a run. So it's not something I really have to recommend for a lot of people, but some people that are really avoiding it, or maybe you're doing something that's a very low sugar diet. I think that's something that that probably could be um, affecting them. All right, so I'm still thirsty. I wanna try it right now, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna give it some time to help with the mixing. All right. adam fear says seven seems like a lot of scoops mine reads one scoop for 12 to 16 ounces one and a half to 24 yeah i think that's for like the regular scratch so regular scratch i think is more of a normal kind of like um kind of scoop to drink ratio kind of thing but um yeah this one is different <laughs> very different and kyle said, this is chemistry with co that, that'd be funny that's funny um yeah, my kids do like to do like little science experiments. I think they would like this. I think they would really enjoy making this for me. I'm like, all right, daddy needs a drink mix. Can you guys make it? I think they would probably fight over it. Like, I want to put the seven scoops in. And I'd be like, three for you, three for you, and then I'll do the last one. Because if an odd number in two kids never, never works. Uh, and Matt 852 says, this is really emphasizing the labs part of Scratch Labs. Yeah. You know, like, when I bought this Scratch Labs, there was, like, a, a card in there. Like a re- and it was a recipe card um and on the back was uh a picture of uh like the founder of scratch labs i didn't realize um he was asian so that's pretty cool i had no idea about that um and like he was he he had like he was pictured there with like his um like a like a i don't know if it was an instant pot or or rice cooker and he's like you know like our first formulations like we're figure it out and started making them like in in the kitchen and so like the kitchen's always been a big part of uh of the company i thought that was kind of a cool thing to add into the package all right project arjun said just watch your latest video how do you differentiate daily trainer and max cushion shoes i was only the impression that daily trainers are generally cushioned shoes yeah i mean it's uh a distinction that's blurring and going into 2019 i thought perhaps the max cushion shoe was like disappearing and then in 2020, a lot of the max cushion shoes wanted to be like more like daily trainers. So like the lines blur. But for me, max cushion shoes are going to be the, the, the thickest stack heights, the most like gaudy looking shoes generally, just because the stack heights are, are so thick and the platforms are usually really wide. So that way, all that stack height is stable. Um, and the, they're usually puffy. So those are like a couple of things to look for. And, um, you know, the shoes that are not really intended for going fast um, but are intended for that emphasize words like comfort, plush, um, longest runs, you know, comfort. Did I say comfort? I think I said comfort a couple of times. So like those, those are how I, I, I kind of see them. Um, yeah. And they tend to have a little bit of a, a, a lower heel drop. So not like a t- they're usually not 10 millimeter heel drops that a lot of times will have rockers in them. So that's kind of like how I, um, that's how I differentiate them so like some that i would consider like the fresh Moore more version 3 the bondi um uh are two that i would um put in there like i used to put like the 1080 in there but the 1080 is kind of in that category and because new balance has like the beacon and now also the rebel version 2 like you would think all right the 1080 is a much thicker stack height but they've got the more version 3 so i'm like you know that's probably what their idea for max cushion is and there's the 1080 kind of sits in the middle so there there's some blurred lines and none of them are like not for for some of them they like to they want to straddle both so I'm, I'm guessing that when they make those shoes they're thinking like this is a shoe that's going to appeal to a couple of different like you know sub demographics of runners or a couple of different use cases and uh, so we could sell it a couple of different ways so like i think that's kind of how i, I differentiate between the two I think that for the most part, though, because like the max cushion category seems to be going away a little bit. um, Well, I have another thought on that. But like for now, I'll say because it seems to be like waning in popularity a little bit. I could see it easily just getting absorbed into it. And so we have terms like it's your cushioned daily trainer, like is a phrase that I hear. Quite a bit. Now, the other thing th- happening is that there's a lot of innovation happening in the midsole foam space, and not necessarily like, oh, we've invented a new, like Eureka, we've invented a new foam. But I feel like people are figuring out new things with not only just geometries, but like playing with, um, you know, tinkering around with the exact formulations of it. So, like, um, maybe it's still called Fresh Foam X, but it might be a little bit lighter, it might be a little bit bouncier, a little bit denser. So they can play around with stuff. And so like the max cushion category may come back um, if they can also like keep weights down. I think another thing that's helping some innovation is that um, and something that I think is generally good is that like the emphasis that a shoe needs to last for like the entire, like one shoe needs to last the entire year is kind of falling to the wayside. Some people definitely still think that and buy their shoes that way. And some shoes are still made kind of that way. But I feel like when you make, like, durability, maybe, like, the third or fourth most important thing, then you get to have shoes that are really fun. And I think that for a lot of people, whether they're avid runners or beginner runners, I think on those two poles, it's going to be um, uh, a little bit of decreased durability in exchange for better performance, whether that's weight, cushion, speed, whatever it is, um, is going to be an easy trade. So that was a long rant and goes way beyond your question but that's kind of how i differentiate between the two the lines aren't always super super clear though all right um yeah ray says some max cushions are getting much lighter like the current max road five just got that one and love it awesome cool yeah that's one that i haven't tried yet and i'm like if i enjoyed the max cushion category a little bit more i think it would be definitely one i would be interested in who was it that loved it i think it was robbie robbie really loved it i believe in the run and so like i was like oh he loved that one no, i don't know maybe i'll give it a try so yeah dominic uh smirnowski says i find myself reading for the invincible way more often than my actual daily trainer that category ain't going nowhere yeah is that i mean i guess it's max cushion that's a weird shoe though it's a very peculiar shoe i'll be interested to see if we get it an in, in invincible too i feel like if they could put like an epic react upper on top of that invincible they'd have an unstoppable shoe a really great shoe but um yeah yeah i have not I, I keep looking at it in my closet i have to like reach past it every time i reach for a shoe and i'm like i need to run in that shoe some more but there's so many others that i'm enjoying right now that i also need to be running in so it's hard to get it's hard to uh get a lot of miles in it um ray says seth loved the max road fight he's he's been loving that shoot for a while i think he like he really liked the max road four as well i think yeah Luis becerra here look oh, you see again he says yo what's going on after hours trying to get the new balance 1080 version 10 on jack rabbit finally succeeded for 85 bucks that's a good deal that's a really good deal great work perseverance pays um shake johnson says with 10 plus miles a week i get three to four months tops out of my ring that's not a lot so if we're thinking 10 miles a week at three months so let's let's even assume five miles so that's five weeks a month so it's 50 times three months 150 miles it's a little short for ring they said they said for the Rincon three that they were more concerned about durability so um i think that they increased durability i'm guessing at the expense of speed um they said that they the foam is going to be more like a clifton foam this year and so we'll see i still i followed up on them and i was like hey are you guys gonna s- send these to me and they were like oh i don't know what happened we'll send we'll make sure we get to you and that was like two weeks ago so i don't know if i'm ever gonna get any of those shoes so i don't know I uh, i'm really interested in the I'm, I'm not as interested in the Rincon 3 just because there's a lot of other interesting stuff out there And until it gets like a major redesign i I just feel like i'm pretty sure i know what i'm getting but the bondi x like i want to make sure i get the bond x there's a little nugget i can see a little nugget of drink powder and i'm trying to i'm so thirsty right now like i really want to just drink this whole thing um but i want to make sure i give it a fair shot i hate shaking things i don't like that sound i don't know all right let's keep scrolling down uh, martha says the Rincon og went flat for tons of people at 150 miles but i bet version 3 is imp- improved profile side i wonder if they've done something with the EV on bo- eva on both the mach 4 and Rincon 3 yeah i'm not sure because like the profile in the mach 4 was like oh i like this profile a lot you know other i've had profile in some other shoes where i was like okay um but i never was like ooh, this is great but the mach 4 i was like whatever they did this is working for me and so i'm hoping that, that i get a whole like a very similar i mean i really like the Rincon 2. too um so like that was a shoe that i really enjoyed i only got to about 60 miles on it and then i stopped running in it because i was like oh i'm getting the ring 3 soon so like uh, but maybe i should have just kept running on it because i don't know where mine is um Phil Hartman says, speaking of good deals, the indifferent Pro 1 is down to 130 at most vendors and most sizes can still be found. If you're curious about super shoes, here's your opportunity. That's a good pr- That's an amazing price on that shoe. Because I feel like even if it doesn't work out for you for a marathon racing shoe, it's a really good marathon workout shoe. So like, that's a good pickup. That'd be a good pickup for 130 Rain Runner says, I'm drinking coffee now. Just made a mug from Pour Over. Whole beans. I grinded two. Nice. I really wanted coffee after the swim today um but yeah i have i'm drinking this scratch all right i'm gonna go for it it's it's been not quite 15 minutes um but I'm i'm really thirsty and that that little nugget's still in here i don't think it's gonna dissolve but i'm gonna give it a try It tastes like lemon lime. There's a little bit of a body to it, though. It's almost, like, syrupy a little bit. Um, but it's also room temperature, so I think that could be part of it. But, I mean, you know, when you're out there on the run or on a bike, you're not always going to have things that are ice cold. So I feel like this is a good, you know, test. But the um, the line i'm tasting more lime than lemon and but overall the flavor is really subtle so i feel like if um i mean i know like the flavor doesn't affect how it sits in your stomach but so far i'm thinking like for people that have sensitive stomachs especially when like you know they're on a very very long activity this could be a really good way to get some calories in i'm kind of i'm kind of really liking this stuff so far um terry says the endorphin pro do they fit true to size i think they do and i think that the upper fits really well it's snug but it didn't crunch toes like the alpha flyer or the MetaSpeed sky did um i think like the alpha flyer was like the worst toe cruncher of the super shoes last year but i dealt with it because i like running in that shoe so much um the MetaSpeed sky i think just is like a it's not so much that it's super snug i just think it's a touch short I don't, I wouldn't go up a size, but just know that it's going to be a little tight. But the endorphin pro just felt great. Just felt really right. Mm. Julian Saliani says, you ever think about using running masks to make some workouts harder? I'm planning to use them for upcoming threshold training to see if I get some more aerobic benefit. Yeah, I I mean, um, people ask that a lot like when masks first became a bigger thing for people and we thought that we had to like wear them a lot outside um and i don't i don't really think that there is i don't think it's that useful for it um in my personal opinion so like the idea is that it's going to be more like as if you're running at altitude right and i think that for a lot of people like they say that like Um, Training at altitude is great because it forces your body to become more efficient um, and it increases like different physiological responses in terms of your body's ability to carry oxygen to muscles, right? So all these changes happen. I don't think that that happens from depriving yourself of oxygen. Like, for example, like if you held your breath a little bit longer during your run, like I don't think that that would do it. And to the extent that I think that altitude training is helpful, I think that's what's more helpful than altitude training is altitude recovering. So if anything, if you want to think about it is like, I think that if you want to do this, wear a mask all the time, except during your run. And if you look at your O2 saturations, when you're wearing a mask, even a very good mask, it doesn't really change your O2 saturation. So I don't think you're going to get the benefit that we're kind of like thinking about here. Um, So like go back to like the recovering at altitude like the important thing about being at altitude is like that you sleep at altitude that you're recovering at altitude that you're eating breakfast at altitude you're watching tv at like that's when like your body adapts not just like the hour hour and a half that you're training uh and so a lot of people say like live at altitude train at sea level is one way that people think about it and so like um i don't think that there's I mean, I, I don't have like studies to refer to, but my general feeling, and from a variety of things that I've picked up from here and there, and I'm, I'd be happy to be corrected on it, is that, that I don't think that's really going to be all that helpful. Um, yeah, yeah. a five D's. To be clear, masks do work in preventing airborne transmissible viruses. Yes, for sure. Wear your mask. All the time, well, not all the time, but like when you're inside in Chicago, starting tomorrow, you gotta wear them all the time inside. Uh, not just just f- when it comes to like physiological benefit, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But for public health, yes, <laughs> absolutely for sure, for sure. Um, Jason Dell says true story. I was I saw someone running in a mask in Rocky Mountain National Park. It was at that moment I was skeptical of their benefits yeah um and anton says they don't give the effect of altitude yeah i don't i don't think it it does that and i wouldn't wear them for that if i saw people running in a national park or somewhere else for with wearing a mask i would suspect that it's for public health purposes um yeah terry says i ran my last half marathon sunday with a mask on for the first mile no issue breathing took it off when the pack left me behind yeah that's how it was at the um at the Falmouth Road Race too um where for the start and once the the gun went off you could take them off but like i was at the start line and i was like there's no garbage cans like further down the course so like i was like all right i'm going to take mine off like a sec, a moment before the race went off so that way i would have a proper place to dispose it so that's kind of what i did um and then i was like oh i took off my mask like too soon because then it like took a minute for us to actually start so i felt bad about that um but, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of races are still going to be following that that model for a little while. And Martha says, Kofuzi's right. Studies say ideally live at altitude like she does. I think Martha just wants to invite us all to live where she does. That would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, studies say ideally live at altitude as she does and then train lower. The best I can do is my long runs down the valley trail so I'm at lower elevation when I'm the most tired. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um aaron says oh what's going on aaron Uh, tempo talks aaron is here says yeah so you do think there will ultimately be changes to chicago marathon participation such as going to elite only i really hope not i think that at this point i don't see a full cancellation going but i could easily see like um like a tokyo style like elites only kind of thing happening um but i mean yeah things are changing quickly and um Lollapalooza happened there were some cases but our uh, the city's public health chief public health official Dr. Arwadi said that she doesn't consider it to be a super spreader event uh, and but she also said that eight percent of attendees were vaccinated so like that's a pretty good number I would say um there is like a famous like a p- famous picture that was going on around about like a, a like a super crowded like the audience was like right up on the stage and the picture was taken like a security guard or maybe a photographer standing like on a stage took it and there's like a sea of people and like one girl up front like had her mask on and was like chilling and everyone else is like going crazy and she's just like with her mask on and i was like there we go that's that's, that's bravery um yeah so like i i don't know i hope i hope that it still goes on i hope that it can go on uh perhaps with some sort of mitigations so like i don't know if that lo- what if that means like we have to like figure out maybe like the i don't know how, you, how do you move an expo of that size outside i'm not sure if we could do that um a place does kind of have that kind of space potentially or if it's like you know like if you're bib you know one through two thousand you got to go at this certain time and you know i don't know if you're like you know maybe you stagger when people go like i don't know um yeah so like we'll see what changes happen i'll keep you guys posted um you know if if something happens on it it pops up on my twitter feed because my twitter feed's pretty chicago heavy so like i'll you know i'll and i'll forward that along to make sure you guys hear it too but yeah so far they made the change that you have to be vaccinated or have the negative test which i believe is consistent with participation rules for USATF events or USATF sanctioned events so like you know that that i'm not that surprised happened but we'll see if anything else happens adam says no mask allowed at races in florida texas i don't know if you're joking or if that's serious but in any other event it's sad you know um Rainrunner wants to know, did you have those yellow Onitsuka Tiger shoes before you went to a 6 HQ or did they send them to me in advance? I bought them in advance. I've been wanting, I've been looking for a reason to get them for a long time. I was like, this is finally my reason. I'm going to get them. And so I had them there when I got them. And um, I think I can tell you guys this though. So like I talked to Bob, I've had many conversations with Bob. Bob was the guy that I interviewed about um, a pro tro. Like the Kill Bill colorway for like a Meta Racer, um, or like a Meta Speed, or something like that. Or give me like a like a Nova Blast, that kind of like the something something. Or make a running version of an Onsuka, like a in twenty twenty two. And he's like, I. He's like, we were able to do it, I, and I've never seen the photo, so like I still need to find it. But he said we were able to give it to some of our European pros for very you know leading up to the Olympics, so they were able to do that he's like but like i've asked i've asked the people at Asics whether they can we can do that a couple of times and he's like the answer is always no because the color is so that color is so associated with kill bill i mean we call it the kill bill colorway right so like um and that he's like and that vi- that movie's so violent that the people at Asics, um whose you know motto is sound mind sound body you know like won't, won't like they they like kind of I don't know if they don't appreciate the um, or they don't like like the popularity or like the how cool that is. Or if they're like just trying to like downplay it a little bit. But I think that's the reason why we're not getting a pro tro. Um, Because he's like some people who don't even know what the Asics logo is, see that shoe and remember it from the movie, you know. So I was like, okay, I understand. So it's going to be up to us to find someone that could do a soul swap and put it like that, that upper on like i gotta find i gotta find someone who can do soul swaps (laughs) Uh. all right let's see someone said something about la marathon Um, where'd it go oh stevie 76 says la marathon still hasn't posted travel and hotels info for the november race that's bizarre because that's coming right up but I wonder if that's because they're waiting to see what happens with California in the next couple of, you know, weeks. I don't know what's going on in L.A. L.A. always seems to get hit real hard, you know, with everything. Um, and so, like, I, yeah, I don't know. It, always, it also makes me concerned for CIM, you know, like what's going to happen with that. So I guess, like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming however L.A. goes, so goes CIM. So that's really concerning you know uh and jason says he's gonna be going to the chicago marathon expo during off peak Hours this year for sure that's what i'm thinking too it's just a lot of people in one space i mean the ceilings are so cavernous there you know so it kind of feels like you're outside and the hvac systems are pretty substantial um i mean i believe they helped they did hold the chicago auto show this year so like they were able to do that fine i don't remember hearing anything about that being like a uh, a problem event but um you know that's definitely going to be a masks on event too i mean assuming things kind of continue in this progression so yeah and martha says i know for boston that already many months ago they were planning on a lot more waves staggered starts yeah i could i could see that for sure um again going back to falmouth i think they had waves that started like they had many little waves that started like every three minutes so that was kind of like how they had divided it up martha wants to know is the onitsuka tiger a racing flat like this Sen? it looks streamlined it was uh like it was the racing shoe from like the 60s like, like 60s early 70s so it's kind of like the um like the nike waffle shoe you know that everyone um like the cortez that they now use as like a casual shoe and they keep like kind of iterating on that design from like a like a sneaker culture perspective I and mean, that's what they do with the onitsuka onitsuka is like its own separate company i mean still so, parent owned i think by the same but it's like it's kind of like a spin-off company that only does like streetwear casual wear but i believe it was called it was it called the, it took a tiger back then i'm not sure if it was called a tiger back then uh but yeah that's that's where that comes from it's not a lot of fun with it hmm daniel says they were won by the winner of the mexico city olympic marathon in the 60s ah very cool very cool they have a couple of different slightly different versions of that shoe and one of them is like there's like the mexico city version and i think that one is designed after the one that existed at the time of that so it's yeah it's pretty cool it's great that's good trivia daniel i like that do you think 64 i think you're right DevRunner says, hey all. Late but happy to be here. DevRunner. Paul, did you make it to a thousand subscribers? If you guys don't subscribe, someone go over there and subscribe. Because he's I think he's like a 994 or something like that. So hopefully you made it to a thousand by today. all right Mika Kataya says, hello all, debating between an 82K or a 166k trail ultra next spring. Not sure how much running in the slush I can stomach next winter. So probably 82. That's a good way to look at it. it. Is like what are conditions typically like for that race i'd say like a hundred miles if it's like early spring and it's just can be really miserably what miserable weather that's a long time to be miserable (laughs) Uh. all right dev runner says he just needs a few more subscribers so he only needs a handful more Alright, Jeff says he's at 90, He was at 994. He's on at nine now at 995. I'm already subscribed, so he I can't subscribe again. So get DevRunner a couple more in there. Just a few more. Julian Saliani, 996. Good work, buddy. There we go. You're gonna be we'll, hopefully we'll catch you there by the end of the live stream today. All right. all right so i'm i'm really liking this this flavor is nice it's nice and mild so i feel like if i had i mean i've got 20 ounces of it here but if i had like two liters of it in a pack i think i could do that i definitely think i could do that um i i would like it to be a little bit more tart though i think that would kind of work although then it would wouldn't be such a mild flavor i'm getting a lot of sweet from it which makes sense because it's such a sugary drink but And something i got to figure out is, we've, mo- we've made a lot of drinks in this now, Gene, And every time I open it up, like the first moment that I open this up, there's a smell of something that's not quite right. And I can't tell if that's an odor from the plastic or from the drink that doesn't smell like the drink tastes. So then i got to nail down. I'll, p- I'll put it in a different vessel for my next attempt at tasting this. but I won't describe what I think I'm smelling just in case it's a residual smell from a, of a prior drink in the bottle. All right. Well, Wayne. Sukjun Hong says, Hey, new subscriber. love your videos. Awesome. Welcome. Great content. I'm running my first full marathon in February. Do you have a tip or two? I would say, um, enjoy it. Just really enjoy it. Don't, don't worry about like, um, trying to go kill the marathon and like just totally defeat it go out and really take it in take it in during your training enjoy it don't stress out about any one thing too much um it's gonna be tough it's gonna feel like you've made some mistakes along the way because everyone does um but that's all part of it and the difficulty is what makes it great and so just enjoy all like the entire process of it that and don't cram so like that's that's what a lot of people that are for their first marathon they're like very you know excited about training in the beginning if they're not used to marathon training they might kind of taper like you know not taper is not the right word but they might kind of not be as diligent in following their workout plan sometime in the middle and then at the end try to make up for it don't do that whatever's gone is gone just keep chugging along and um Get to the start line healthy. Mighty Al says, You inspired me to run again after gone metatarsal Jones fracture, joint fracture surgery. I can finally run for 25 minutes without taking a break. Greetings from Bangladesh. That's awesome. That's a good 25 minutes. Um, oh, look at this. Martha's Cowbell for Dev Runner. Here we go. I think we got into the 1,000 subscriber mark, guys. Awesome. He says wow an unexpected bonus but let me say thank you now very cool very cool we got to julian says boom 1000 and congratulations to dev runner well done that first heart that first hundred first thousand is so hard definitely um but let's go back to this other one um where was it mighty owl um that reminds me of i was listening to the podcast this morning not this podcast i was listening to Ali on the run show this morning and she had Kara goucher on and she was in was just in tokyo to comment commentate the uh, the olympics or the distance events and um she wasn't there long enough to do a 14-day quarantine so she was there for less than 14 days but there was an area she was allowed to go and just kind of walk around in in one of the stadiums i think in the i'm not sure which stadium it was but she said when she went on off hours if she went all the way to the top there was a like a one like going all the way around the stadium from the top deck was one kilometer and it was usually empty and so she would run there once every couple of days um and uh she would run for about 25 30 minutes every time so that made, reminded me of that and i thought that was pretty cool but 25 minutes it's a good that's a good um good progress so um, hopefully that uh that we'll be able to continue and um the joints hold up great work all right um, project arjun says the, the odor that i'm spelling from the, from the drink is, is she he guarantees it's an odor from the plastic <laughs> i i think that's what it is that's why i don't want to like call it out but i'm like when do we drink something that smelled like that in here i don't remember that either <laughs> is it fish it's not a fish spell <laughs> that's funny Jeff light says I run my knowledge through the dishwater sure regularly and make sure that it's always open when it's empty. Yeah. You got to leave that open. I mean the, the lid flaps around a little bit when you don't, but you got to let it open. If you, if you close it, it'll get real musty in there. So I think that's what happened. Although it was open when I reached for it today. I don't know. Martha says she has a couple of stainless steel thermoses that she mixes drinks in mix mixes drinks in she refills the nathan bottles from those oh that's a good idea Hmm. pj says i always have to rinse a bottle i haven't used in a while with clean water before filling it hate that weird stale plasticky flavor i think that's what i'm getting a little of, of all right let's get a couple more for today PJR says, what's a reasonable time to plan a marathon after your first half marathon? Um, I would say there's a couple of ways to go about it. So if your first half marathon went well and you want to ride that uh, a little bit, depending on how long your buildup was, um, I would say a good place to put it would be like, uh six to eight weeks right afterwards um the difficult thing is a lot of times it's hard to get into or kind of figure out the logistics for a marathon in six to eight weeks because you've already raced and done a lot of training for the half marathon so at that point you know you want to just work on that mileage just a little bit more build on that fitness um and then you'll be at the marathon but the other way to think about it is like you know uh you want to give yourself kind of like if you want to do a full marathon build um I would say, you know, I'd put at least 2 to 4 weeks between those uh just to give your body some time to recover a little bit. Your your body's not going to really feel like wanting to do a bunch of speed work in those first 2 to 4 weeks anyway. I mean, you'll be able to do it, but like you'll still feel the the residuals from that first half marathon for at least 2 weeks. And so that if you want to like, you know, reset and recharge, I'd say 2 to 4 is a good time to start out and then it depends on how long you want your marathon training block to be i like shorter marathon training blocks 12 12 weeks maybe to 14 weeks um but i've had uh, a decent amount of base over the years and so like when i look at like a 20-week marathon training program or a 16-week training program usually the first those first like four to eight weeks are a lot of like just making sure you're running regularly you know four to five times a week um and slowly building up some of those long runs and so like i can skip usually a lot of that stuff so that's kind of like some just some things to consider right so like if you're thinking i'm going to start a 20 mar- week marathon training block you probably don't need to wait a ton of time after your first marathon to get that in if you're going to do a 12 then um you know that means that once it starts you're going to hit it hard with some workouts so and that's uh you might want to give yourself a little bit more time my uh, wants to know is what does z mean in kofutza uh or "Kofuzi"? um you know i don't know which one it is to be honest with you i know that ko is for my last name ko in futsa my understanding means master teacher so i think uh yeah i don't know i don't know which one that syllable means so i could be wrong on the exact translation of it but it's a play on confucius leona says when she has a a hydration bladder she tries to wash and then towel dry the bladder completely so it's ready for the next long run that's you know what i do i have little we have these little metal ramekin cups um and uh i usually set them two of them like stand them up inside so that way there's space for air to circulate and i let it dry lid open that way and then like that first night i'll wash it i'll try to get all the water out Put those spacers basically spacers in there and then move them a little bit later just to make sure that the air can flow around and then um yeah i usually do give it a rinse though before i with the bladder yeah i give it a rinse before i use it again paul Kane says just made the live stream been keeping track on ketchup and spotify awesome Welcome, Paul. Good to see you here. Mika Kataya says, this is funny. My last marathon training plan was, oh, there's a local marathon next week. <laughs> My feet aren't completely smashed. It wasn't compa- uh... wasn't a catastrophe. There you go. You must be much stronger than me. I wasn't able. I, I'm not able to do that kind of thing. Uh, Jeff says, I have two 20-ounce soft flasks. I've Rinse them out and then store them in the freezer after every use oh that's a good way to i mean so the idea is that it keeps the bacteria out no mold can form because it's frozen this doesn't mess up with the the flask though i would worry that like it freezing it would um be really hard on it like if it freezes with water that it might somehow like puncture i, I just don't feel i feel like it would puncture it i don't know uh i'm gonna say colin Col- colin mclaughlin did i say that right I'm not sure. I apologize for saying your name wrong. It says, Hey man, any tips on getting back into running after falling off the horse due to injury? I would say ease into it. Um I think the temptation is to like get right back into it and say like, all right, I'll run twice a week, but each of those days I'll have like a real a real run, quote unquote. Um, real. Uh but I'd say, you know, depending on how long it's been and or how bad the injury was, you know, get back into it with walk jogging or just super easy jogging. Um and feel the idea is to feel fresh and not hurt after each run or walk run uh for the first you know week or two weeks even just getting back into it rebuild the habit first and then worry about like things like pace later so that would be that would be my um my advice but good luck jared said i'd love to get a pick at the expo or something i'll send an IGDM all right we'll we'll have to figure out i mean i'll let you guys know when i go you know so in case we wanted to have like a field trip and all go together, um, I'll definitely let you guys know. Mm. <laughs> Jeff says no mold and so far no issues. Freeze them completely empty and I think they're going to outlast the vest. <laughs> the zippers are starting to corrode a bit. Oh, that's true. Well, see, I had the Nathan Vapor Car, and it came with two bottles that I loved because it had the extra long straws on them so like you can run with them and you could just like lift up the vest like pinch it up, like lift up the vest a little bit and just drink that way which i really liked i hate having to take the, the soft flasks out because once you get the soft flask out it's like those remember those toys they were like little tiny burritos and then like, you couldn't hold them because they were all super slippery they remind me of that um, but i ran with that vest a lot in the winter and one of the things that would happen with it is their front this is why i don't like front loaded bottles is when you run with them in the winter mine would freeze it would turn into a little slurry because the cold air hitting me on the front of the water would would make them really really cold and one of those and it was one of those what does nathan use they they work with hydropack it's a really good material for for making soft flasks and one of them like just a hole punctured in it i feel like it my my, my hypothesis was that it was from the freezing and unfreezing that kept happening in those bottles and i thought maybe that was too hard on the the materials but if it's working for you maybe i'll try that i got a bunch of those camelback water bottles maybe i'll do that try that but you you said you freeze it empty though so maybe that's the difference yeah hydropack jeff light says and daniel says it too (laughs) thomasville says i said burritos (laughs) should we make burritos the word of the day i think burritos can be the word of the day we'll get a little bit of word of the day (laughs) that sound always makes me laugh so much (laughs) oh my goodness oh and jeff elliott says you know he has the um where'd it go someone said yeah he said the vapor car is his vest. so he's that's the one he is freezing all right so it's working for you you know it's really hard to find those those bottles with the tall straws anymore they don't they don't really make the tall straw anymore they only make the little straw that's a lot harder to drink with the pack still on or with the bottle still in the pack so that's that's a tough one. That's, that's, un- I feel like that's unfortunate. And Joaquin Sandstrom says, freezing them empty is a good way. All right. I think I have too many to freeze them though. Cause then my wife would get mad because like our freezer small. So there's not enough space in there already. Martha says, it's funny that most people hate tapering. I'm the opposite. I can't wait <laughs> to get those long runs uh, and I'll trust I'll be prepared. Okay i'm trying to enjoy the taper more i've rebranded it as race week even if it's longer than a week so uh, maybe i uh, maybe i'll enjoy it better that way all right i think that's a good place to leave it for today guys um tomorrow's video is going to be a comparison video mach 4 versus peg 38 taking it on some easy runs just because my legs are feeling pretty beat up i don't know what it is i think It didn't feel like the Falmouth road race was necessarily it, but I came back and pretty soon I did like a little mini workout to test out the rebel two. After that, my legs felt shot for like the last two days. I think it's that and the humidity. I mean, I feel fresh. I've been getting good sleep. Kids aren't here. So I've been feeling good, but, um, I'm putting together the comparison video on those two shoes. So that'll be coming out tomorrow and then we'll do another live stream and we're going to have a guest, Tommy runs. Uh, you might remember Tommy from some of the videos from falmouth over the weekend i met him there and he's out of detroit and we're like i was talking to him a little bit over um one of the post-race meals we had and i was just like we got we gotta have your story on the live stream and get you on the show so he'll be here tomorrow and that show will be in iowa my wife's gonna pick me up tonight and take me over to see the kids so lots of stuff happening hopefully i'll see you again tomorrow same time as today 1 p.m central and in the meantime be safe out there everybody thanks